Hey friends, it's Bill and Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. Hey, my name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. Disney park days consist of lots of planning, walking, and of course, building up an appetite. All of that can leave you craving a quick bite. In this episode, we're going to let you know what we think are our top 10 quick service restaurants at the Walt Disney World theme parks. Let's hop to it. talk about something before we get into our uh whoa our starting episode. a conversation off hot i have to talk about something um so i do have to talk about something because i don't know if everybody here was part of the epic live stream that we had going on last monday the day that splash mountain closed yeah that was uh, that was something that was completely unexpected and we are so grateful that so many, this is this sounds nuts, but so many thousands of people joined us for our live stream outside of Splash Mountain. Um, well, actually, it was on Splash Mountain. We went on our final ride just after 11 o'clock, and then our uh, live stream continued for the next couple hours as the final boats went down the log flume, and we were joined by literal thousands of people live on TikTok. It was such a cool experience to interact with so many people. Not only the amazing people that were still there cheering on every boat that was coming down, but the thousands of people who were commenting and subscribing and just showing us so much love. And I, I can't thank you guys enough. It was a tremendous evening at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so we got to ride Splash Mountain for the last time, which, you know, they're passing the baton to Tiana, and we're so excited for Tiana's Bayou Adventure to open. I'm so excited to see what they do with this ride. Same. But we wanted to be there for the last day of Splash. And after our final ride, going outside, and there was just kind of mild, or like, I, want, I don't want to say mild chaos, because that sounds like not <laughs> Controlled correct. Controlled chaos. Controlled chaos. There you go. Controlled chaos. Yeah. And... Uh, you had started a live stream and I went to go take some last photos because it was the, and was video it, the last splash. that there was nothing else I, we could do once we left that area. And we wanted to make sure we had that YouTube video finished. So when I walked over and you told me what was going on and it wasn't, it was still small, but it was, it, you were, you were racking up some numbers. Yeah. But we had at one point about 20,000 people watching live. And when I tell you this number, I need to stand up because this number is ludicrous <laughs> we had 
six and a half million likes on this video. That's so oh. cool. <laughs> six and a half million likes. Well, when we hit a million likes, I was just like, what is happening? And I kept throwing out challenges. I was like, you know what? We we beat that challenge. How about in the next five minutes, let's get another 100,000 likes. And it was like 500,000 more. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are insane. <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. On, Thank on you. On top of that, uh, just seeing that there were, I believe it was almost... 200,000 unique viewers. Yeah. That's wild. Like just through, more the, than that, yeah. through the time. Uh, more than that? It was close to three. Oh, th almost 300,000 unique v viewers. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very, very cool. Uh, if you were watching, thank you for being part of the wildest live stream we've ever had. The best night in the history of a couple of park hoppers. And honestly, a lot of it was just you guys interacting so genuinely. Um, also, Honestly, if you were a troll and you were being a butt, thanks for joining. Thanks for the comments. <laughs> you were very politely ignored. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and overwhelmingly, we are just grateful for everyone who participated, people who try to smash the goals that we were putting out. And just we're just very excited for everything that this year is like everything that's coming up this year, because we already knew that this year we were going into it, you know, just the wheels yeah. are turning. We got smoke going, coming up behind us. We're, we want to work hard and continue working hard. And it's wonderful to see you guys get behind us like that. It means more than you guys will ever know. The new followers, new subscribers, the amazing people who were gifting us like these insane gifts that I've never seen on TikTok before, like hats and sombreros and animals and cheese and different things that were popping up on the screen while I was reading the comments. I've seen it's it like in lives, but I've never experienced it. Yeah. Um, and to all the amazing folks, the almost 40 of you that describe that subscribe to our patreon page patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers um we decided last second because literally the only splash mountain gear or merch that you can still get was press pennies yes and those machines i believe have since been taken out oh they were taken out the next day yeah. they're gone <laughs> um we were able to get a couple of sets of pressed pennies, one for me, one for Danny, and then we decided to get another one to give away to our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Now, what we're doing is literally anybody who signs up under any level before the end of the month, that is January 31st, the end of the month today, when this episode drops, if you sign up at any level, you will be eligible for that particular drawing, one entry per person, to win a set of seven Frontierland Splash Mountain press pennies so that's a really really cool thing sign so up on any level actually just to clarify we did not go back when once all that was happening we already had that because we wanted to keep a second set for ourselves right and the reason i want to clarify that is because splash mountain was already like it had just closed we could not go back so we were so like moved by what you guys were doing we decided we did not want to hold on to that second set instead we wanted to Pay it forward. So, and those of you who did subscribe, thank you, thank you so much. Um, we hope you stick around. We hope you've enjoyed taking in our content thus far. And tell your friends, tell your entire family, and tell them to tell ten friends apiece. It is so helpful to our cause what you guys are doing, and I can't thank you enough. Yeah, absolutely. And also, if you're new here and you're like, 
a little hesitant to say hello or to leave a comment, please, we love talking to you guys. It's part of what makes what we do so wonderful. And I, I can't encourage you enough to comment. If you have questions, shoot us a message. Uh, Please be a part of our community. And we love hearing from you guys. So uh, we're excited just for everything. Yeah. So, well, let's dive in. <laughs> we had just had to touch on that because that was a wild, wild night. Mr. Toad would have loved it. <laughs> it was a wild ride. Yes, you're correct. All right. So, uh, the topic at hand today, we're going to be talking about the our personal top 10 Walt Disney World quick service spots. Yes. Now, the reason we're going to be talking about that is because a lot of times we get questions. Where should I get quick service? Where should I do this? What should I do? Where's the best place to eat in Animal Kingdom? Yes. You know, questions like that. We love answering those questions. I like to think we're kind of pros in the parks at this point, or as close to pros as you can get. Um, So a lot of people do come to us with questions via messages or in person. Family members are always asking us. So now we're going to direct our families and all of you to this particular episode for our top 10 favorite quick service spots around Walt Disney World just in the theme parks. Yes, that's correct. So we're not going to cover the resort quick serves because there's a few of those that are awesome as well. But we're going to talk about our top 10. Danny and I sat down and we wrote down every single quick service spot in the parks the other night. And then we narrowed it down to what would be our our top 10. And then we ranked them and agreed or disagreed um, on where the rankings would uh, would go, and we came up with a, a final master list, and we're going to go over that and why each one kind of belongs in each spot. Yes, so uh, we are we don't have necessarily a like a what's the way that you put it like we're not there's not a scientific breakdown in the way that we're doing no. this. No, this is going to be based on things like. Our first off, our just gut feeling about these places. Right. Our experiences eating there, and all of these are multiple times, especially now that we live here. Yep. Uh, this is going to be based on all also other factors such as location, um, the ease of being able to get these things inside, outside. So we're considering the entire picture, not just can you grab a good meal. So we're going to talk about each of those and ex- talk to you about why. And let us know if you think we're wrong or we missed something. But let's dive in with number 10. Yes. So we're going to start at the quote unquote bottom of our list at number 10. And that will be Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue. Uh, That is located in the American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot. And uh, this description on the app says step inside a smokehouse celebrating the regions of American backyard barbecue and craft beers. It's a celebration of uh, all countries, but mostly American barbecue. <laughs> because there is some very subtle Muppets theming in there, and Sam Eagle is the regal eagle that is referenced in the name. Right, right. So uh, I really, really like this place. It is the uh, the barbecue place. If you're facing the American Adventure Pavilion with the World Showcase Lagoon at your back, um, it is all the way to the left in the American Adventure Pavilion, the big white building all the way to the left. Um, there is a huge smoker outside that you can smell when you walk up there. It's, right. It's, you smell barbecue instantly. It's very, very cool. The inside is really awesome. Um, very subtle Muppets decorations. But the food and the menu is pretty solid. Yeah, so this 
had to make our list because once it opened, we did go and try it out. And we felt that everything we had was very, very good. Yeah. I will say it is higher on the list than it could have been or lower on the list, I guess. Uh, not as close to number one because of a few factors. Yeah. Now, um, the first factor would be the price compared to the portion sizes. Yes. Uh, one thing that we found consistently at, uh, at Regal Eagle was that the portion sizes are smaller than you would expect a barbecue place to be. Right. When you think barbecue, you think Texas. And when you think Texas, you think big. Yeah. And so it just is not huge portion-wise. Yeah. Um, just to give you kind of an example of what Danny's talking about, I'm looking at the menu right now, and something like a barbecue burger is, is $14.29. Um, the one thing that I remember being significantly smaller than I thought it would be was the sliced Texas, Texas beef brisket sandwich, right. which is listed as thirteen seventy nine, and it is like the size of a regular slice of white bread. Like it's not like big Texas toast; mm-hmm. it's like white bread sized right sandwich. And, and the thing about everything, and this may sound weird to those of you who maybe not be big barbecue eaters, but everything is neat. So meaning what I think barbecue should be is there should be enough barbecue thrown on your plate for it to kind of just look like a mess. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> controlled chaos. Yeah. Um, I want to be a sloppy Joe. Yeah. But your sloppy Joe should be sloppy. Nah. It should have a little bit of mess coming out of the sides that you can, you know, take your fork and eat afterwards. Right. Also, this feels like a personal pain for me, but pickles are not a side Disney. Pickles shouldn't you shouldn't have to choose between pickles and mac and cheese. How yeah, dare but you always take mac and cheese. Right. You always take mac and cheese, but then you can't have pickles with your barbecue and you should have pickles <laughs> with your barbecue. Yeah. That's like a cardinal sin. I think the Pope said that once. So only in um, Texas. <laughs> no, in the world. But um that's my one bugaboo. You have to buy them separately, yeah, which I'll stuff. always buy pickles. But, but they're like these weird house pickles, weren't they? They weren't even like regular sour dills. No, they were. Yeah, they were like made in house, but they were still good and still went with the barbecue. But here's the thing. If you want something that's that uh, is really tasty and you're craving barbecue, uh, you get to sit down in the air conditioning inside. And there aren't a ton of those places in Epcot. So it's definitely a solid choice and definitely deserved to be on our top 10. Yeah, from the cool theming and the cool air flowing through there, that's a, a great spot. It's a really well-designed place. It's a good-sized dining room. However, the cost and, and the not-super-grand menu that is in Regal Eagle Smokehouse made it fall a little bit further down our list than I probably would have liked to put it at. So we have Regal Eagle Smokehouse at Epcot, in the American Adventure Pavilion as our number 10. So we're going to move on to number nine. Number nine is Casey's Corner at Magic Kingdom. Now, the description for Casey's Corner is, hit it out of the park with American baseball favorites, hot dogs, corn dog nuggets, and french fries. Soft drinks are also available. It always amazes me <laughs> because the one word that stood out in that description was baseball. It always amazes me how baseball that place is. I know. It's sitting in the middle of Magic Kingdom on Main Street USA where everything is like fantasy and all this and then it's like baseball, hot dogs and cracker jacks and I don't care if I ever come back. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> and there's a guy playing piano outside. Yeah, there's like a vaudeville piano guy outside. Yeah, and so uh, here's the thing. 
if it opened these days, it would not go over as well. But Casey's is such a staple. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when people are, you know, romanticizing their vacations, uh, they say, I just want to, you know, sit on the on the hub green and, you know, on the grass and eat a Mickey pretzel or eat a Casey's hot dog. Right. And it's part of just like where you want to be when you're not there. It's so classic Disney that it's it's a fan favorite because of that solely. Um, my biggest gripe with Casey's Corner is the fact that it's nearly impossible to sit down and eat. Yeah. Uh, basically how it works, you can either mobile order or you can walk up to a counter and order at Casey's. And then there's tables and umbrellas and stuff that are right outside. But unless you're going at some weird off time where there's nothing happening on Main Street USA, and especially not before fireworks, there is literally no place for you to sit down and eat your food. Right. The only time I ever get Casey's food is when we already have a spot for fireworks and someone's hungry and we're making a food run. And it's the <laughs> easiest place to go over, pick it up, and bring a tray back to where we're sitting. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's not many times we've gotten that on purpose. Yeah. But one of the reasons it's in our top 10 is, first off, it's just a Magic Kingdom staple. Mm -hmm. The other thing is it's not just burgers and fries. No. You also... There's five guys there, too. <laughs> I'm sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Five guys, burgers, and fries. Come on. Yes, yes. Come on, Danny. I don't like that Get place. Get your references. I don't like that place. <laughs> I'm not going to give it any props. She doesn't like five guys. Sorry, too greasy. Um, but anyway, so Casey's, anytime you eat there, you also, um, you're, you're also going to feel full. <laughs> so yeah. there's plenty of food where the <laughs> number 10 Regal Eagle had the opposite problem, two small portions. So if you're not feeling super hungry, you could probably get a meal and split it with somebody. Uh, and honestly, one of the reasons I wanted it on the list was because of the corn dog nuggets. Those are so unique to Disney. Those are awesome. And Magic Kingdom. And they're so delicious with the cheese sauce. Oh, God. Corn dog nuggets and cheese sauce. That's a life hack right See, there. See, that's like one of those things that you're like. I love it. I just, I do think that not having seating is a huge issue for me i totally agree it's a huge ish issue but the reason that there's no seating is because it is a very consistent meal at magic kingdom especially in the summertime yeah that is true you don't want to bake on the hub grass or <laughs> while you're eating your hot dog <laughs> that's um, true I, I generally when i eat at magic kingdom if i'm looking for quick serve um and this is not on our list uh because we were trying to kind of even it out a little bit amongst the parks. Um, but Cosmic Rays is usually my go-to, and I'm looking for Casey's-style food, like a hot dog or anything like that, simply because I can sit inside. So I just have to say, the reason that was not included is because we are trying to stay away from things like burgers and fries. Sure. Because everywhere, there are too many quick service that just have burgers and fries, and they are starting to move away from that. But uh, no Cosmic Rays, get off of the list. I don't know why you're bringing it up because he didn't make it. Just admit it. You don't like Sunny Eclipse, and that's why you don't like going there. I love Sunny Eclipse, but we never sit in that room and get to see his concert. You so. <laughs> Space Sinatra? I never get to see <laughs> Space Sinatra. Oh, my God. Did you, did, I sh did you watch the video I sent you earlier? No, but I also want to say one other thing about that. Sure. They used to have a full bar of you could get <gasps> yeah. cheese, you could get mushrooms, you could get pickles. And my family used Onions. to sit there and just like make full meals, basically. Make a salad. <laughs> yeah, make a salad out of everything. And yeah. with um with the meals, so 
that would never be on a quick serve list until that came back. Sure. Like, sure, that's fair. Like, I would just, I'm just saying. There, there's a video that I was referencing before that blew my freaking mind because I heard that Sunny Eclipse was taken out of Cosmic Rays, and I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, dude's a staple. Space Sinatra. He's amazing. Um, I did not know there was an elevator. Did you oh, know this? No, I there, saw... There are I, two levels saw, like, to that picture. stage. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is when... Like Club Tinsel, for example, during the Christmas party, when there's a Christmas party in there and they need the DJ on the stage, they don't physically take out the Sunny Eclipse animatronic. Uh-huh. There's a there the Sunny Eclipse thing literally raises up and into the ceiling, and underneath there's another stage where there's already a setup going on. Okay, which blew my mind. So I just have a quick question. Yeah. So we have a top ten, and you brought up our cosmic rays. I know. It's not on our top 10. I know. Can you, like... We're, we're going to get back to the task at hand. No, but I'm saying, like, wh- why why specifically did you... Do you want to, like, kind of give it a... What it, what do you call it? Like, when you did okay, but you didn't place? Uh, an honorable mention. Okay, why are we I'll giving... Put, so I'll put Cosmic Ray in number giving, 11. I just, I just <laughs> want you to clarify why yeah. specifically you are giving it an honorable mention. Well, I only brought it up simply because we... I, I love Casey's Corner, but I... In the summertime, I usually don't eat there because it's so hot and I don't want to sit outside. And the fact that there's no seating made me think, hey, I'm going to go to Cosmic Rays for that hot dog instead because I can go sit inside. Okay. But I like Casey's and the vibe and all that stuff better. That's why I put that on the list and not Cosmic Rays. Okay. Interesting. So Cosmic Rays number 11. All right. <laughs> that is not official. <laughs> it's, it's official. I'm, I'm saying it now. Okay. It's on the air now. And I'm not editing it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Regal Eagle Smokehouse, number 10. Casey's Corner, number 9. Let's move on to number 8. All right. Number 8 is Pinocchio's uh, Village House, and that is also at Magic Kingdom. So, the description for Pinocchio's Village House is, Real boys and girls can feast on Italian favorites at this quaint cottage inspired by the classic Disney film Pinocchio. I'm a real boy. Wow, that is quite the stretch of a description. That's cute. Also, it's Pinocchio Village House, not Pinocchio's Village House. I can say what I want. Get it right. I can say what I want. Get it right. Enchantment is horrible. Pinocchio Village House. No, Enchantment is horrible and Pinocchio's Village House. It's, It's Pinocchio Village House. He doesn't own it. It's just Pinocchio. <laughs> so his name is on the door and yeah. he doesn't get a cut the, of the, the profits? The real boy doesn't have the real <gasps> deed to Pinocchio Village House. What? Why? Is it because he doesn't, he's not a human boy? I don't know. He had to pull some strings and he couldn't uh, get it done. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, wow. Wow. Oh, gee. So tell, so tell me more about <laughs> Pinocchio. You missed the last one. I heard it. Okay. So um, Pinocchio <laughs> Village House. <laughs> I said, oh, gee. Pedo. Um, all right. So anyway, Pinocchio Village House. One thing is a standout on the menu that we actually discovered, I think it was during COVID. And shout out, he just recently passed away. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Alex. I can't remember his last name. I think it was Stromsky. Um, he was this amazing old man who was a, a veteran of the United States military and was working part-time at Pinocchio Village House. And he came over and talked to us one day during COVID. And we were literally like the only people in there. And, and he, he was, was just so kind. Hanging out, 
talking to us. We literally talked to him for like 45 minutes. He was so thrilled to like be out and working. He was like, my wife needs me to get out of the house sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, she needs to garden or something like that. So, so a really amazing thing happened. Um, they did the whole uh, flag dedication. They gave it to, to Alex. Um, and then he didn't make it too much longer after that, unfortunately. But they actually gave him the Walt Disney Legacy Award. So if you actually walk around... Walt Disney World, and you see blue name tags, that is the Walt Disney Legacy Award. Um, only 1% of cast actually gets that. And they actually gave it to um, him as he wasn't doing well. Right. Um, so he was able to accept that amazing award shortly before he passed. But that's one of the few, the one times that I really do, uh, I, I, I just, I think so fondly of Pinocchio Village House because of that interaction. Right. But... The uh, the one food item, I guess, that we kind of fell in love with during COVID, and it was a great park snack that wasn't chicken fingers, fries, burgers, anything like that. They have really great flatbread pizzas there. And I do want to say one of the reasons that we say that is because when the parks first opened up, there wasn't a whole lot of variety. They were kind of keeping it quick and dirty. So like chicken fingers, burgers, fries, the end. Yeah. Um, there There weren't a lot of things that required like a lot of prep i think is they kind yeah. of were trying to keep it as like as simple as possible i do also want to say like when the day alex we found out alex died i like got really emotional just because he was such a wonderful cast member um and i think that his family knows what an impact he made you know all the time and 100 percent. i don't i mean obviously we didn't know he was sick so it was such a shock seeing that he had passed away but yeah. he was wonderful um and also, uh, him and the other cast members were are always so quick there to help you out. So if you need something, uh, napkins, whatever, they cleared the tables. Uh, at least they did. I don't know if that's still something that like they're running around yep. doing. Um, but yeah, so the reason that Pinocchio Village House is number eight is first off, again, the flatbread pizza that we discovered. Oh, it's amazing. And there's it different is, kinds. There's there's cheese. There's uh, meat eaters. There's a margarita. a margarita. Very good. Yeah. So they also have a Caesar salad, like a side Caesar salad you can get. So mm -hmm. when I was like really hungry, that would be like my jam, like a flatbread pizza and a Caesar salad, like a side Caesar salad. And there is nothing better on a hot summer day when it's very humid and you are dehydrated and hungry than not eating a bowl of fried food <laughs> right? and wanting to immediately vomit outside. Mm -hmm. Because I will say that there have been times where I've eaten just something on the run and then been like, oh, I immediately regretted yeah, that. I ate way too much of that. And it just feels like it sits there. Yeah. And it's just. Ugh. Yeah. And just when it's hot and you're dehydrated, I mean, you could get a nice big cup of blue Powerade <laughs> with your side salad and your flatbread yep. pizza, sit in the cool air and then also it's right next to Small World, so you can watch all the boats yeah. go by. You and they, they usually have little signs that you can hold up near the windows that say, like, wave at me, look over here, like silly signs. And you can kind of interact with the the boats going by in Small World. So Pinocchio's Village House is definitely an option that is not only satisfying and also... Slimy. no. <laughs> That is why we're, we, it's, it is on the list. Slimy and satisfying. Oh my, oh Figaro. 
That's a Lion King reference, honey. Figaro? No, the slimy yet satisfying. I know, but Figaro is a Pinocchio reference. Oh, okay. She's the cat. I'm going to marry this woman. Yeah, you are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it is... Now you made me forget why it's on the list. I don't know. (laughs) I was saying... We love it. Yeah, no, but I was saying that it's always satisfying. Um, You don't feel gross when you eat that. It has like enough like uh, substance to really just keep you going through the day. And then, uh, yeah, you get to sit in the AC. You can't ask for... You know, much more than that from some theme park flatbread pizzas. For sure. Um, All right. So the Pinocchio Village House falls at number eight on our list. Moving on to number seven. And this never would have made the list for me six months ago because my favorite dish was gone or as as it was supposed to be served was gone. And this is Lotus Blossom Cafe in Epcot in the China Pavilion. It is the Chinese quick serve spot and the description on the app says chow down on chinese favorites like pot stickers egg rolls orange chicken chicken fried rice mongolian beef and more then take your taste buds on a trip with some ginger ice cream plum wine and beer are also available now pre-covid this was one of my favorite quick serve spots on property because of one particular dish and that was the Mongolian beef combo with the spicy noodles. And when COVID came back and the Chinese quick service spot opened back up, they still had the Mongolian beef, but it was just with white rice. And white rice, spicy noodles, way different experience. Yes. And I like white rice, but not that, that dish together was a reason why I went there. And during, I can't remember which festival it was, if it was food and wine or if it was flower and garden. I don't remember which festival it was, but we... With my with my family? No, no, no. In, in the China Pavilion at the festival booth, oh, they had oh. the spicy noodles mm. with the salt and pepper shrimp. And I, I hadn't don't seen, remember. And I hadn't seen those spicy noodles since pre-COVID. We ate a lot of that item. <laughs> and, I was put, and I was putting it in the universe. I was like, we need those spicy noodles back with the beef. We need it back with the beef. And finally, recently, maybe a month or two ago, we went to uh, Lotus Blossom with Danny's family. And <laughs> sure enough. Kind of on accident. <laughs> yeah. We were just kind of walking around. and. Well, you know what hungry. we were doing? We were doing the scavenger hunt. That's right. And so we were looking for, uh, was it? I'm it's Olaf. To, Olaf. We were looking for Olaf. Yep. yep. And instead of, well, we found Olaf, but we also found <laughs> spicy noodles. <laughs> the Mongolof beef. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very, very exciting time for me. when I walked in there and I saw that the beef and the noodle combo was back. I got it. It was amazing. It's spicy as hell. Um, I don't do very well at spicy, so my eyes and nose were running, and but it was so good while I was eating it. Um, but for that very reason, I wanted to put Lotus Blossom on my list here, and I think we both agreed that it belongs in our number seven spot. Yeah, and one of the reasons it's not like higher, it's just kind of you know heading into the the middle, is because first off, there's like one thing that we've really tried and love. But you also have seating, even though it's outside, to be able to enjoy. It's like partially outside. I mean, it's not air conditioned. Right. Yeah. It's 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 undercover, but the windows are open. I mean, 
it was warm enough that day where I had my little individual fan yeah. sitting in front of me. Plus we were eating spicy food. After drinking a margarita. So <laughs> I was like, and I think I had my hair down, which I was like, I don't know why I did this to myself. Um, it was just warm that day. And so, uh, but it definitely belongs on the list because that item is solid. I also want to say that that item comes with noodles, uh, Mongolian beef, and egg roll and vegetables. Yeah. So it's super filling. The other thing is you kind of have like a little balanced meal there. And when you're really hungry, that balanced meal just like it gives you the energy you need to continue through the day. So definitely Lotus Blossom Cafe in Epcot definitely should be on this list. Yep. So that falls at our number seven spot. Um, climbing further up the list, we're going to head over to Disney's Animal Kingdom to Flame Tree Barbecue. You can so sop, so, wow! You can soak up saucy views as you smack your lips to an assortment of smokehouse meat and chicken dinners served <laughs> alongside our f- signature baked beans bleh, and coleslaw. <laughs> uh, and for more refreshing fare, stick your fork in a selection of fresh salads. Uh, saucing up, by the way, is what you do when you drink around the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ooh, getting saucy. <laughs> but Flame Tree Barbecue, Flame. Tree Barbecue is actually one that uh, we haven't gone to eat at uh, super often because Animal Kingdom is not a park that we unfortunately get to go to a lot just because it closes so early. It does, yeah. However, every time that we have eaten at Flame Tree Barbecue, it has been such a solid, solid choice. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you like talk a little bit about your thoughts on that? If there's one dish... And I'm sure you'll agree with me. If there's one dish that can describe me as a person, how much okay. I love this one particular dish, sure, it's mac and cheese. Yeah. And I'm a mac and cheese connoisseur. If you have any recommendations on some great mac and cheese in Orlando, please let us know. Um, the reason why I wanted to put Flame Tree on there is, A, there are discounts, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the particular dish that I wanted to push this on our list for was the baked mac and cheese with the pulled pork. I am a sucker for good pulled pork. I love when it's soft and tender and saucy. Um, but this particular dish is a really solid mac and cheese, and there's a bunch of pulled pork on it, onion rings, and then coleslaw, which you can hold if you if you don't want it. But that to me, is the signature ditch dish of uh, Flame Tree Barbecue. Um, it's a great little spot in Animal Kingdom. There's tons of seating. The seating area is way bigger than you think it is. It's like hidden. Yeah, it's like kind of hidden behind the restaurant. Even you even get some visitors during your meal because some people like to drop their food on the ground and you get some birds and right. other animals and other wildlife because why, why not in Animal Kingdom, right? Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> price-wise and... Uh, quality of menu definitely makes this, you know, rank a little bit higher for me. You can get things like a rib dinner. You can get ribs and chicken. You can get the mac and cheese with the pulled pork. You just get a pulled pork sandwich. You get a chicken salad. Um, there's fries, onion rings, all kinds of stuff, and uh, really, really solid selections. Great location and really, really tasty food. That's not your typical theme park fare. Yeah, I think this one definitely belongs on the list just because it is again something other than your typical you know chicken tenders and burgers 
and uh, I I do think that not enough people know about it, right? Because it's almost tucked away, and I think if you're trying to avoid eating like you know a bowl of fried food, which there's nothing wrong with that, no. but honestly, just being but not in the all su- the time. Well, the thing is, just being in the summer heat. You just it's it's in your best interest to maybe save that for days where you're not walking like ten miles. Um, just my personal opinion, but yes, uh, number six was Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom. So we are going to move on to our next on the list, which is Woody's Lunchbox at Hollywood Studios. That's going to be in Toy Story Land. This description. Andy's taken his lunchbox and turned it into a backyard walk-up window serving tasty eats and treats only at Toy Story Land. Yeah. All right. So what are your thoughts about this one? Because I think you were shocked at my thoughts. Real quick. I'm going to do my best Alex Brightman Beetlejuice impression. Okay. Holy crap. (laughs) I didn't know there was breakfast at at. Woody's Lunchbox. You until didn't? I'm looking right now. You didn't? I had no idea. I don't like mornings. So Hollywood <laughs> Studios is a horrendous place to get breakfast. There's just nothing there but Starbucks. And for an hour, they serve breakfast Ronto wraps. That is true. Um, I had no idea that Woody's served breakfast. And there is a breakfast bowl that is potato barrels, a.k.a. tater tots, uh, smothered in brisket country gravy, scrambled eggs, and green onions. Like, oh, that sounds amazing. Anyway, holy crap. The reason why we put Woody's Lunchbox on the uh, the list is, A, it's incredibly popular. It is almost impossible on a relatively busy day to get a quick mobile order at Woody's Lunchbox. Oh, my gosh. More often than not, you the window, when you select your half-hour window, is never right away because this place is so immensely popular. They've got everything from turkey sandwiches to amazing grilled cheeses to another brisket melt sandwich. Uh, they have tachos, which is basically nachos with tater tots. Right. Um, there's so many good options here, but that grilled cheese in particular is amazing. So uh, when we first started talking about this, you were think you were kind of pushing for this to be higher up on the list. I was, yeah, and. I love this food. This food is delicious. Um, now, this is a little more in the, you know, the line of you're eating, you know, some fried food. It's a little bit heavier, but it's delicious. And a good sandwich will get you through a park day. Yeah. My things about this that made it a little lower on the list were first off, like you said, there are times where it takes you hours to just be able to get your food. On top of that, Toy Story Land is so hot. Let me let me rephrase that real quick before you move on. It doesn't take you hours to get your food. You may have to select a time that's hours later yes, to pick up your thank food. Thank you. Um, so basically, like if it's, uh, I don't know. Say like it's one o'clock. Let's say it's one o'clock. You may not be able to pick up your mobile order. Like you'll choose a time but the next time available it will be like three correct yeah so yes you're you're right thank you for for clarifying that um anyway toy story land is so hot (laughs) it's so hot (laughs) there have been times where i've walked around toy story land and i'm like wow i'm gonna have a heat stroke i don't know why and how it snuck up on me this fast you know why there's no pizza planet in toy story land 
Why? Because Pizza Planet's on Earth and Toy Story lands on the surface of the sun. <laughs> it really is. It is so freaking hot there. But there have been times where I've literally just from, and I don't know if it's because Galaxy's Edge is right next to it. So if you're walking around all of those places, you basically just have the heat of like the earth and all the walls that are around you and the sun shining up on you. All of that is just like cooking your insides. <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's just say I'm hungry. It's finally my time. It's three o'clock. I walk into Toy Story Land and my insides start sizzling. <laughs> and then they finally let I've never me. never had that before. <laughs> and then they finally let me in to go get my food. And wow, it's really hot still. <laughs> I'm waiting in line. Yeah. And then I take my food and I go look for a table and there isn't one. <laughs> and it's so difficult to find one. And by then, you know the back of my shirt is soaked because I've just been standing on this surface of the sun. Um, and I'm just waiting to eat my delicious food that I've been waiting so patiently for. And, um, you know, in the end it all en ends up being okay. But the fact that it takes so long until you can get food, plus it's usually, there's not much cover. It's so hot in Toy Story Land. And there's no tables or like real good seating there. It's very few. It's very minimal. And on top of that, like it's one of those things where you're walking around with your tray like, is this person getting Ho up? Hovering by a table. Are you, is this person getting up? Yeah. And you're just sitting there being like, I waited four hours for this sandwich. I just really want to eat it. Maybe I can just stand here and eat it off the tray. And I just think that because of those things, it's lower on the list than it should be sure because the food is so good but all of those things combined really makes me try to find something else <laughs> so I, I completely agree with that sentiment it is insanely hot in toy story land in the middle of the summer and the fact that you can't find a table easily or cover easily is a huge downfall for a restaurant like this for the food that is so good, that's the reason why it's at number five for us because it it climbed higher uh, because of the food and not because of it didn't fall because too much because of the other stuff. Well, also, what are the tables like? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Even, what do you mean? So the t so like the seats and the tables can also get hot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's more theming than it is for shade. So sometimes you can get a table, but you're still in direct sunlight. Right. So and so. It's, it's tough because if you're looking at Woody's Lunchbox with alien swirling saucers behind you, that's the direction we're looking. To your left, there's Toy Story Mania and Slinky Dog Dash, and then just walk away. To your right is the bathrooms and Galaxy's Edge. There is no other tables to stand at. There is no other places to sit down. So if you're getting Woody's Lunchbox, you A, have to wait really long to get your food once it's mobile ordered, uh, later in the day or you have to get your food and then you have to just literally hover over people until they're getting up, yeah. which is can be a, a pretty uncomfortable experience. Well, as you're talking about this, I think one of the biggest reasons is because Toy Story Land is has a lot of space and there's no, like, in other places in different parks, different buildings, attractions, different just things cast shadows. Right. So even when you're walking through like World Showcase, because you're kind of like on a smaller trail, the things that are located on both sides of World Showcase are casting shadows. So you're kind of walking through shadows. The ground's going to be a little bit cooler. 
Um, you know, you've got the wind blowing across World yeah. Showcase. Whereas Toy Story Land, you don't have that and there's no shadows. Like you you it it's just really hard to find yeah. like any anything. <laughs> there's one thing I'd love to see them add in Toy Story Land, and I know it's all about theming in Toy Story Land. Literally everything is a toy. It's it's pretty cool. Could I get a toy umbrella? <laughs> But what I would love to see them add, and not even necessarily shade, but just places to eat, kind of like how Epcot has those black tables that literally line the entire Showcase Lagoon. Yeah. Um, do like little Tinker Toy tables or something, like not necessarily where the line for Slinky Dog goes, but on the other side, like in between Woody's and Toy Story Mania. Like just have like high top Tinker Toy tables, like places to put your tray down. Yeah. Even if you're eating for 10 minutes, the sun's not going to kill you. But would it be nice to have the shade and the umbrella? Great. Sure. But other places to put your food down is more important, I think. Yeah. My hope is that overall the new uh, sit-down uh, yeah, restaurant that's uh, coming. Yeah, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue coming soon. That that will kind of uh, help ease the stress on Woody's lunchbox and kind of eliminate some of those things a little bit like the weight maybe the seating just because i think that a lot of people literally choose their dining experiences because they're like we're going to be hot we're going to be tired we want to sit down in the ac and i would like to think it does that but overall we're gonna we'll we'll let you know how that works but that is why it sits in the middle and not higher up on the list correct yep if woody's had indoor seating or more seating it probably would have been in the top three easily all right so moving on to our number four uh out of our top 10 walt disney world quick service spots we are going to go over to epcot to the brand new connections eatery and this is the giant building that is right next to guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind and mission space um it is a massive quick service restaurant connections eatery is the quick service side connections cafe is the starbucks side inside of connections as a whole okay um but connections eatery is not your typical theme park quick serve and i really appreciated that they did that because as much as i loved electric umbrella before that shut down and was reimagined into connections. I really, really didn't ever go there because it was basically burgers, chicken fingers, fries, like your typical stuff. Where are you talking about? Electric umbrella. Oh yeah. I forgot. So that about was like that. Epcot's quick serve. Yeah, yeah. In the front of the park. Uh, it was that and the old mouse gear became connections. Hmm. So um, that I think they had free pickles back in the day too. Uh, you and your pickles. My oh, if goodness. I if I can find free pickles somewhere, your girl's gonna get some free pickles. <laughs> but I did appreciate the menu when it was dropped for connections because it was very different than your normal quick serve. They've got um, a couple of four different sandwiches. There's burgers and chicken. So there's a French bistro burger. There's a southwestern burger. You can get a classic burger there if you want to, and a hand breaded chicken sandwich. There's also different options of pizza. There's a General So's chicken salad, so you can get a salad yeah, with General So's salads. chicken on it. There's plant-based options. There's uh, grilled chicken bao uh, options. There's all kinds of non-typical theme park fried food options there. And the place is absolutely massive. There are charging stations in a lot of the tables, which 
today at Disney, you need a charged phone. Yeah. Um, the air conditioning is great. Uh, the building itself is beautiful. The music is cool. They've got one of those self-serve fountain drink machines. Right. So you can go up and get ice and you can get water without having to bug, in, bug anybody. Which is huge. Yeah. It is. It's a really great addition to the quick service uh, lineup at Walt Disney World. And if I didn't like other things better, this would have probably been in the top one or two for me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that the location is fantastic because you can enter and exit in multiple doors. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like go in one way and have to come back that way. You can literally like... There's like five different entrances. Yeah. There's lots of places to do that. Um, The vibe in there is very bright and happy. Feels very futuristic almost. Yes, but it's like just very... Bright is the only way I can... Natural light. Yeah, a lot of natural light and then a lot of color. Um, the way it's decorated, it makes you feel like relaxed. Modern. Yeah. Well, I don't feel that's, modern. That's what I meant by not futuristic, modern. I don't know if I ever feel modern. <laughs> I just wear t-shirts and shorts, so... Yeah, sure. Um, but yes, you're right. Like it, the furniture, it, I mean. It, it, not me. The yeah, furniture. Yeah, not you. The fur- that's definitely fair. The, the furniture. Well, I think that... You're totally right because, uh, you know, having a place to charge your appliances or your electronics We bring a toaster to Disney? <laughs> when, you, when you charge up your toaster. Um, no, when you charge your um, electronics, that's something that you really need. And, you know, when you're on vacation, sometimes you're doing different things. You're taking photos, you're taking videos with your phone where... You know, we're not carrying around the the Polaroid cameras and, you know, the the giant news reporting video cameras anymore. Everything's on your phone. So being able to charge that is really good. And then I love that they have healthier options because here's the thing. I'm doing my best. We both are to, you know, add healthier foods into our diets, our daily living And when there are those options at theme parks, it makes it so much easier, especially when we spend as much time as we do at the theme parks. Having those options is just very, very important. So, uh, yeah, that's why Connections is number four on the list. For sure. So we're getting into the nitty gritty here. We're getting down to our our top three (laughs) quick service spots in Walt Disney World. And the next one might surprise some of you. Are you ready for this? But there's one particular reason why we are not we, ready for this. We put this on. Go ahead. Now we're ready for this. All right, let's go. In number three, we have Docking Bay Seven at Hollywood Studios at Galaxy's Edge. Hungry travelers can fuel up on Galactic Grub at this local Black Spire eatery. So. I was surprised that this actually was as high up as it was. And one of the reasons that we found that this was in the top three is because this is consistently a an obvious choice and an easy choice every time we go if we need to eat. And for everybody that we're with, there are options. And there are options that you know, the people that we go with consistently like. Uh, This is another spot where you can sit in the AC 
and sit down and have food that isn't, you know, burgers and fries, which is a huge plus. The ambiance in there, you're right in Galaxy's Edge, so you're taking in the experience. And there is another spot a little bit further down, Ronto Roasters, where you can get a Ronto wrap, which is absolutely delicious. It might be top two or three quick service items on the entire Walt Disney World property. And we'll, we'll probably have to get into that, but um, that'll be for another episode. But at Docking Bay 7, you actually get something a little bit more special. When you order a Ronto wrap, you actually get some sort of chips with it. Now, it is a mixed bag on what kind of <laughs> chips you are getting. Yeah. I have had sun chips, or um, I was calling them space chips when I had them. Uh, we have had plantains. We have had veggie chips. We've had just <laughs> chips from all over the galaxy. Yeah. Space uh, chips. Yes. Yeah, so you actually get that with your Ronto wrap, which is just kind of a nice little plus. And it's not like normal potato chips. So I really love getting that. Also, for me personally, I think that they usually tend to stuff the Ronto wrap a little bit more with more slaw. And it's just like fresher, it seems to me. Yeah. And pro tip, ask for a side of the, what is it, peppercorn, peppercorn sauce. sauce. You can add a little bit more onto your Ronto wrap, and it's really good with whatever chips you end up getting. Yeah, so Ronto Roasters is the original home of the Ronto wraps. Right. The, that's the one that's the outside with the guy who's like doing the, the grilling of the Ronto meat, the, right. the droid. Um, that closes at 4 o'clock every day. Right. So you can't get your Ronto wraps after 4 o'clock from Ronto Roasters. Starting at 3 o'clock over at Docking Bay 7, you can get your Ronto wrap, but it also comes with chips um, on the side. It is a dollar more, but getting the chips and a, and a more stuffed Ronto wrap makes that extra dollar worth spending. Um, that Ronto wrap is the reason why we put Docking Bay 7 on the list because the... Uh, the ambiance is really great. The air conditioning is really great. The service is awesome. Like they, you're not allowed to throw stuff away. Like they come and take it from you. Right. Um, the the you, you're literally sitting on cargo barrels. Um, so it's the theming is very immersive. You feel like you're in, you know, a Star Wars story. There's also a spot where you can fill up your water. Yeah. There's a there's a water fill up uh, station there. And they have like little cups. So if you're not like just filling up, but like you can take that and like fill your bottle or just grab a a cup just for yourself to hydrate. Right. Also, but, there's other items on the menu that are pretty good. But the, the reason why I was going to say we, we, that we put Docking Bay 7 on there is because there's more to offer than Ronto Roasters had. Yeah. There's a lot more um, different dishes, and they're pretty unique, too. You can get things like tuna, tuna poke. You can get this thing called a, a chicken tip yip, which is like a giant um, <laughs> Burger King chicken finger that's, under, that's on a bed of whatever you want, mac and cheese, like vegetables. vegetables. Excuse me. There's a stir fry dish. There's a spicy tip yip. There's ribs. There's a chicken salad. There's all kinds of different options and outside of just the Ronto wrap. There's also a side. What's the um, the hummus side? I think it's like a appetizer or something like that. Um, basically, it's it looks like <laughs> it looks like hummus covered in dirt, and then it has all these vegetables and. Uh, Usually, like, if my family gets it, they'll, like, get a couple of those because uh, they really, it's, like, a really, like, healthy snack that doesn't make you feel, like, 
you know, weighed down. And on top of that, um, it's one of those snacks that you can get. And then like, maybe if you're going to eat later, it's something to keep you moving. And so that's, that's always something that my family gets. And, um, I think it just says a lot that everybody that we bring there can get something. Yep, absolutely. So docking base seven falls at number three on our top 10 of Walt Disney World quick service spots. This next one might surprise you if you haven't been there in a while. Yeah, this one, if somebody told me this and I hadn't been there, I'd be like, <laughs> what? You're kidding me. <laughs> Pre-COVID, this place was always extremely busy and it had your typical theme park fare, chicken fingers, burgers. I would almost never go there simply because of that and the fact that I hate just massive crowds and there was always felt like you were bumping into somebody or people waiting for tables. It was just oh, a total chaotic experience. It felt more like a school cafeteria. It did. It did. And the literally, I mean, the name of the place is basically what that means. But also like, I need to get to class. Like I can't, I can't wait on this line. There's nowhere to sit. Right. <laughs> and so I don't know if it was pre COVID or not. It was, or, I think it was pre COVID just after the park started reopening that this place reopened with a brand new menu okay yeah and it is 50 times better than it used to be when i say i thought it was pre-covid i thought that they had started the change before covid they might have i don't remember exactly when it was but abc commissary is falling at our number two spot at disney's hollywood studios it is directly to the left of the chinese theater um in between um, the red carpet dreams where you meet Sorcerer Mickey and Minnie Mouse, um, and right next door to, uh, the sci-fi dine-in as well, or drive-in theater. Yes. So ABC commissary falls on our list mainly because of one item that I think is honestly my favorite quick service item in all of the parks. And, uh... Did you try it first or I tried it first, I think right? We tried it together, right? I th- or, or maybe you tried it. I think it first. I tried it first and I was like, you have to try this. Yeah. No, you know why I tried it first? Because you're always hesitant about buffalo. Right. I can't handle cayenne pepper. I love me some buffalo. <laughs> unless it's really mild. Um, but ABC Commissary has a buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich that knocks my socks off every time I eat it. It is a uh, sourdough grilled cheese with buffalo chicken Monterey, uh, provolone cheddar, and cream cheese served with a side of buffalo sauce, which is uh, fairly spicy, but not too bad. It's like a milder buffalo. And then a choice of a side, which is usually steak fries, which is an option you don't find everywhere on property. Um, or I think it's apple slices or something else. I'm not sure what the other options are, but the steak fries are excellent yeah they are um this sandwich if you like buffalo chicken dip it and li- grilled cheese sandwiches it literally tastes like buffalo chicken dip in a grilled cheese and it is phenomenal yeah it's so good but like i was saying before abc commissary used to be the burgers chicken fingers fries all that normal stuff but now the menu consists of things like shrimp tacos and a chicken club sandwich and a Mediterranean salad. Which was not what they had before. Pork carnitas tacos, um, a California burger. Which is a plant-based steak burger. Steak fries. Just so many different um, unique options that you can get. But that buffalo chicken grilled cheese sets this place apart so much that I wanted to put it as close to number one as possible. Yeah. And also even the sides, like, you know, you can get rice beans steak fries an uncrustable a salad 
uh, those mini baby bell cheeses. You can get those thre- are good too. three little ones of those. Um, and the kids' meals are things like a chicken salad sandwich, pork taco, grilled ham and cheese sandwich. So those are like some solid things that are not just chicken tenders. And here's the thing. I do enjoy chicken tenders, but I mean, how many times can you eat them in a trip? Right, right. And they do fill you up and they get you through the days, but it gets old after a couple of days. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really, really like also about ABC Commissary is that it's never full. It is... I mean, maybe after this episode, <laughs> but it is almost never full. You can always find a seat. You mobile order. They let you in when you show them the thing. Um, you go pick up your food. It's always ready. There's the condiments, and they, they, they've got the self-serve uh, soda fountain and stuff there, too, so you can get the water and ice. And then there's always a table open, and then they clean up your table. You don't throw anything out there either. So it's a great experience through and through, but that buffalo chicken grilled cheese is next level. I also want to mention, like, we've been kind of harping on, like, you know, we like these places because, you know, some of the meals aren't going to just like sit in your stomach. And, you know, the sandwich that we just described sounds kind of like <laughs> it's going to make you want to take a nap. But actually, the mix of it is actually very light. Um, the grilled chicken just kind of brings another level to it. And also, if you get steak fries, uh, they're a little bit more of a um, they're a little bit just like. It's better. More, it's, it's more potato, less fried, basically. Yeah, so they're a little bit better than just like your average fry, and so um, yeah, overall, it deserves the number two spot. Um, but we're gonna move on to the number one spot. <gasps> Ooh, we're at number one already. We are at number one. All right, let's do it. All right, so number one is going to be Satuli Canteen in Animal Kingdom. And so this is located in the world of Pandora. To the right of Flight of Passage, and this place is amazing. The theming is really cool. The air is really cool. Uh, Sometimes the mobile orders take much longer than you would like. I mean, yes and no. It depends on the day. I feel like I've never gotten a quick mobile order there. So I I always kind of plan ahead if I'm going to eat at Satuli. Sure. So say like you're getting off of Dinosaur. I'll usually place my order when I'm getting off a dinosaur and then within a minute or two, press the I'm here button. And it's usually no more than five minutes or so once you get there. But if you place a mobile order outside of Satuli because how great and how busy it is, you're generally waiting 10 to 15 minutes easily. Yeah, it's never ready by the time we're outside, even after we've hit I'm ready. Now, um, I also think that this one one of the things that's kind of a bummer about this one is its location. Um, and not just because I don't think Avatar belongs in Animal Kingdom. It is just located at such an edge of the park. It is a hike to get there, but not a hike enough where I think it belongs um, any lower on the list than number one because of the items that are on this list. Sure. So first off, I do want to say that this restaurant uh, has... Lots of uh, drink stations for you to refill up at, which is always a plus. And they have the crunchy ice, which is also a plus. Oh, yeah. There are also always tables available, which is, like, amazing. If you have a bigger party, it might be a little bit more difficult to get a table, but there's generally always somewhere to sit no matter who you're with. You'll find a table in minutes 
as opposed to immediately if you have a bigger party. <laughs> right. It's not like Woody's lunchbox. Right, exactly. Your insides don't <laughs> sizzle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the menu. Yeah, it is such a unique menu. Probably the most unique menu in of any quick serve on property, I right. would imagine, um, at least in the parks. But there's so many different bowl options that you can get. Now, when we say bowl, there's just like a bunch of stuff in a bowl. It's not kind of like a burrito bowl, but you, you get the idea. It, there's like a base and then there's protein and sauce and all that kind of stuff. So you choose that you want a bowl. And then like Bill said, you choose an option from every section. So you choose yeah. your base, which is things like noodles, rice and beans. And then there's like a vegetable option yep. like a salad right yep. there's a salad yeah and then you choose your meat um they even have tofu which is not something you yeah. see all the time so you got grilled beef you've got chicken you've got tuna that you can get there's chili garlic shrimp uh, there's all kinds of different options for your bowls tofu and then you can also get chicken and beef together as Correct. well yep you get the combination bowl which is beef and chicken um, and generally, these fall somewhere between 12 and 17 bucks, depending on what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the combination bowl is going to be a little bit more expensive and the tuna right. uh, as well. Um, but when you get down to the um, my personal favorite is the chopped wood grilled chicken bowl. I usually get that with the noodles and the herb sauce. And it is phenomenal. And I don't feel like crap afterwards. It all tastes like Super fresh. It even has little boba balls in there, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, and, and it adds to the dish. So for $12.99, you're getting a really solid bowl to kind of get you through the rest of your afternoon at Animal Kingdom. Sure. Um, big, big fan of Satuli Canteen. One other thing I wanted to point out, too, is forever ago, right after we started our venture here uh, uh, of a couple of park hoppers, we went to Satuli Canteen one day, and we got uh, pixie dusted by a cast member and if i can't remember her name i think it was callie if i can't remember i'm not sure i, I hope i'm right the pandemic feels like a long time ago i, I want to <laughs> say it was callie because i remember callie river rapids okay um she pixie dust us pixie dusted us a dessert that day okay and this dessert was called the where is it? The blueberry cream cheese mousse. I'm like the blue yellow dessert. But it, it, <laughs> it's not. It's not what it sounds like. It's more like what it looks like. It is a beautiful dessert. Um, we'll post a picture of it. I don't have a picture to show you right this second, but it's blueberry che uh, cream cheese mousse with a passion fruit curd. But it's like this incredible presentation on a plate that tasted so so good. Um, that dessert is right up there as one of my favorite desserts on property as well. Okay. That's interesting to me. I didn't, I thought it was yummy, but not like. Oh, it was good. What is good on the menu, in my opinion, is can you head over to that kid's meal for me, please? Sure. Yeah. What do we got? So can you uh, list the kid's meals for the people yeah, listening? We've got the cheeseburger steamed pod. We've got a cheese quesadilla. And then we've got a telu which is an all-beef hot dog wrapped in dough. Okay, what comes with that all-beef hot dog? Uh, an all-beef hot dog wrapped in a Parker House dough served with vegetable chips, a cutie's mandarin, and a small bottle of water or milk. I have been craving that meal again <laughs> because the... So first off, the hot dog was delicious, which is not something I normally say. Yeah. 
the bread that they wrapped around it was so fluffy. It's almost like a crescent so, roll. Well, not sort that of. soft. It was um it was just it was fluffy but soft, like softer than a crescent roll. And also the flavor of that was so good. And then it almost had like a like a honey type oh, on yeah, top. Yeah, it was like a glaze. Yeah, it had of. like but just enough to like give a little bit of a a flavor to it. Then you got the chips, and if you ask them, um, they'll give you like a sauce. You know, like you can use like I, I tend to like you know chips and sauce. Yeah. Then you get like a little orange with it, and you get a little drink for like what seven dollars or yeah, something. Seven and change. Yep. Um, that kids meal is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, kids meal. I was shocked at how good it was, and I usually get the bowls. I just Felt like mixing it up a little yeah. bit because sometimes I like to keep things interesting when it comes to trying new things here. I have a really hard time going to Stuli and not getting that uh, herb chicken bowl. But when you had that and you let me try it last time, that was really good. If you're looking for a quick bite, get something on the kid's meal. That's where it's at. Also, the price is right. Like, if you're really hungry, freaking get two kids meals. Yeah, you're right. Like, right, there's so much food in two kids meals. Yeah, but like, if you really want to, that's an option. But overall, Satuli Canteen has the most bang for your buck. Um, the best overall options, not only for kids meals, but um, the adult meals just give you so many options with being able to choose like base, protein, sauce. And then the um, being able to kind of sit down and actually cool off and get up and get your drinks and such, uh, it belongs on number one because I feel like every quick service should aim to have the same kind of quality, consistency, and offerings that Satuli Canteen does. For sure. I almost wish if like I'm... if. I'm dreaming of another, like their next quick service. I wish they took uh, Connections Eatery with their modernness, like having places to like charge your phone in the natural light and the cool like air condition and with the same kind of menu aspirations that Satuli Canteen has because I feel like you would have the perfect quick service right there because that's what the only thing Satuli Canteen is missing, and that's just because it's been open for so long. For sure. So that will conclude our top 10 list of the Walt Disney World quick service spots. We're going to run down that list again real quick. We're going to alternate here. Number 10 was the Regal Eagle Smokehouse in Epcot in the American Pavilion. All right. Number nine, Casey's Corner Magic Kingdom. Number eight was Pinocchio Village House at Magic Kingdom. Number seven, Lotus Blossom Cafe, Epcot, China Pavilion. Number six was Flame Tree Barbecue at Animal Kingdom. Number five, Woody's Lunchbox, Hollywood Studios, Toy Story Land. Number four was the Connections Eatery at Epcot. Number three, Docking Bay 7, Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge. Number two was ABC Commissary at Hollywood Studios. And number one is Satuli Canteen, Animal Kingdom, Pandora. So do you agree with that list? Would you put anything else in the top ten? Do you think our list is great? Do you think our list is ridiculous? Also, Let us know. Is there something you want us to try for us to talk about and review? Is there something that we're missing that we have to try or something that you're curious about before your visit that you want us to go check out? Now, uh, 
I think what we're going to be start doing is we're going to start doing more of this deep dive into options for when you guys visit the parks. And um, I'm excited to break down more of these food options because honestly, that can make or break your day not yeah. having the right, you know, the right nutrition in your body. And I think that we gave a, a really good top 10 list that you guys can hit up anytime that you're looking for something delicious to eat when you're visiting the Walt Disney theme parks. For sure. We get messages all the time from fans and fellow park hoppers and even family. They're like, where should we eat at Animal Kingdom? Where should we eat at Epcot? That's not a festival booth. Here are your options. These are our top 10. You may agree. You may not You may not agree. But let us know on all of our socials, at Park Hoppers Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All of those are Park Hoppers Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Um, and uh, visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. You can join for as little as... $3 per month, which is less than a cup of coffee at, coffee at Connections Cafe uh, over at Starbucks. But one thing we wanted to kind of touch on real quick before we get out of here, we're going to um, announce our prize for our regular monthly drawing, not the same drawing that we're doing for the press pennies from Splash Mountain, but we wanted to announce our prize for this month's drawing also being drawn at the end of the month. So we are going to start announcing our prizes a little earlier um, in the month so you guys can get excited and tell your friends, bring them on a Patreon. Uh, but again, just to be clear, you will get into two giveaways this month because we just felt like loving on you guys. And First and, one. And real quick, depending on the tiers, the, this particular drawing does get you more entries. And it does detail that in each of the tiers on our Patreon page. So the first giveaway, everybody gets one shot at. This is our additional giveaway. Uh, th that is our Splash Mountain coin giveaway. A bonus, if you will. Uh, this is our bonus giveaway. Uh, this is just our thank you for helping us grow this month. Our second giveaway, which is part of just our regular monthly giveaway, which you get a certain amount of entries depending on your tier. If you want more entries, you can upgrade your tier. You can do that as long as it's done before... Um, Midnight Eastern time on the 31st, on the 31st at the end of the month. And our giveaway for this month is going to be a Walt Disney uh, withdrawing of Steamboat Willie. Uh, and it's the Disney 100 Funko Pop. So that would be uh, coming to you. It's brand new, very special. And uh, if you don't collect Funko Pops, this is a perfect start to your collection. If you do, you need it in your collection. Even if you don't, you just want something cool. Like, this is amazing. It's a kind of a grayscale Walt Disney, and he's got a pen and a little clipboard, and he's drawn Steamboat Willie on it because right. it was all started by a mouse. So if you have any questions about our Patreon, make sure you shoot us a message. Um, also, we've got so much exciting stuff coming up. We are so excited to be able to ride Tron coming Ooh, up. Yeah, preview time. Uh, we are so excited to have our friends come visit. Uh, we have our friend group who uh, I don't know how to describe them on our, our... Our friends from Massachusetts are all coming down at once and Connecticut too. They're all coming down at once and we're so excited to see everybody at once. We haven't seen... Our, our, our family friend group. We'll, we'll put it that way. Our yes. family friend group. Yes. Um, and we're all going to be together, like you said, for the first time since pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going to be do it, you know, going vacation mode. And we're going to uh, hopefully we already have it booked. We're going to be riding the um, 
Mardi Gras floats at yes. Universal yes. Studios. Next Tuesday. So keep an eye out. Also, if there's something you want to see that you're excited about and you don't, we haven't heard us talk about it yet, let us know so we have it on our radar and can make sure that we put it on our to-do list because we love trying new things and we love hearing about what you guys want to see. But we are going to go ahead and let you guys go. So until next time, we'll see you around the parks. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great evening. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.